Howdy, everybody. It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Today is a Foodie Friday, episode 392 of the podcast, closing in on 400, and it's been a great ride. This is another episode of Back to the Basics, um, kind of this little series that I'm doing where I go into some basic concepts in fitness and health and nutrition and training and um, just kind of give you what you need to know on those things to make sure that you're not getting lost in the noise in the fitness industry. This may be the last episode of Back to the Basics. I need to think over the weekend on on the next three episodes if I have those kind of figured out for the next um, week for the three podcast episodes. I've done nine of them, and I'm thinking I might um, kind of conclude it on number 10 on Monday. That's a possibility if I all of a sudden have a light bulb moment and have to include more things I'll continue forth, but either way, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You don't miss any episodes, regardless of their topics. Coming out with three a week again, and uh, they're being received really well. And I appreciate all of the support of the show and all of the downloads, and even going back to the beginning of the podcast and downloading some of those raw ones and listening from the beginning to those. Um, today, I'm talking about nutrition because it's Friday. And I wanted to talk about meal timing. I talked about how much to eat, if the food quality matters versus quantity. And then also I've talked about, um, or today I'm going to talk about, to kind of add on to that, I guess, meal timing, frequency of, of, of eating. And if it matters, things like fasting, how often should you eat is the question I'm answering in today's show. Thank you for joining me for another podcast episode and let's get started. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. All right, everybody, it's another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Today's Friday, so it's Foodie Friday talking about nutrition and eating. And today I want to talk about how often you should eat. This is back to the basics, episode nine, because um, I think that a lot of times we get a little bit lost in the crazy details, which I like. You know, I'm a fitness guy and I'm a I'm I'm a student of the game. So I enjoy learning all of these crazy things. And there's a time and place for the weeds. This podcast isn't permanently out of the weeds, but I want to make sure we nail down the basics together before we get into those little details that don't matter quite as much. Now, this is a big question in nutrition. How often do I eat? But honestly, it is something that doesn't matter that much. I wanted to talk about it, though, because it's a common, common question. As far as basic nutrition questions or questions that I would get very, very often, it's, you know, what, how much should I eat, what foods should I eat, and how often should I eat? So, you know, how much, what foods, and how often, those are the three that I'm hitting with these three back-to-the-basics installments in this podcast. And... Um, I. The question, just because it's so common, is why I want to address it of how often to eat, does meal timing matter? 
But the short answer, not to spoil the whole episode for you, but it's no. There are factors that play into it. Um, you know, if you can, well, I'll get into them. What, at what cases it actually does matter when you eat and if you're skipping meals and how often you're eating and things like that. But the truth is what really matters is hitting the right intake with foods that make you feel good and help you hit that diet consistently over time. So honestly, if someone is eating once a day, eating 2000 calories and someone is eating eight times a day, eating 2000 calories, as long as they're hitting that 2000 calorie mark, they will get very, very pretty much identical results. I say pretty much because there are factors we're going to talk about today in the episode, which is why it deserves its whole episode. It's not just a yes or no question because the person that eats eight times a day might not be able to sustain that for longer than two weeks because that's very, very small meals. Um, the person that's eating once a day might not perform very well in their workouts and they might not burn as many calories and they might not build as much muscle because they're not fueled properly because they're not eating at all through the day, only one time. And these are all factors that play into the answer to the question. But like a lot of things in fitness and especially in nutrition, the answer is kind of it depends and definitely that it's very custom to the individual about what matters and what you should focus on. It's not something that can be a blanket answer. And just like a lot of things in nutrition, the correct thing to do is going to be do what you can stick to and do what feels good to you as long as you're eating the right foods and the right amount of calories, you will still make progress to your goal. If you're averaging even if you have one day a week where you eat 500 calories and the rest you eat above you know, 2,000 in that example we were talking about earlier, if you're still averaging out to 2,000 a day, your results will even be the same. Essentially, as long as you can perform similar and you're able to hit the macros you're supposed to on the other days. There's a lot of confusion here about metabolism, a lot of confusion about um just like the need for snacks and the need for eating, but also on the other side nowadays is the need for fasting or skipping meals. Kind of it's come around full circle and swung to the opposite side of this pendulum because when I first started in the industry and when I was first learning about all this, everyone was recommending all the eBooks, all the blogs, all the articles, all the magazines, websites were all suggesting at least six meals a day to keep the metabolism stoked and burning, right? And that's not necessarily true. That kind of was the thing people were following, then got a lot of backlash from the fasting community who realized it was actually a lot easier to hit the numbers they were supposed to and eat the right amount of food if they didn't have to eat six times, if they could eat two or three or even one during the day they kind of realized, oh, well, I actually have a lot easier time once I'm used to it of hitting these numbers and I'm getting the same results that I did eating six times and sometimes even feel better because you're not eating such small meals through the day as you would if you're eating multiple times. But that's kind of also come around full circle now where uh, you know that's becoming a bit overblown. There's a lot of magic associated with fasting in general, a lot of big advocates pushing it for everybody when it's not necessarily 
going to give you an advantage by itself. It's just meal timing. And it's kind of been blown out of proportion of the power it has when in reality, it's just a way to eat. And it's just a way that might help you hit your perfect quantity of food a little easier than multiple times. I think that the multiple times a day eating gets a bad rap because of the small meals thing that I'll talk about later. And then also because of this, the history around keeping the metabolism stoked. There is a little bit of truth to that though, as far as keeping the metabolism stoked, it's not necessarily, you know, an internal fire that needs wood thrown on it. It's more about energy for activity. And I think that that is the pro now that we're going to get into of eating more meals, we're going to get into the pros and cons of fewer meals and more meals, um, kind of combined with intermittent fasting a little bit, but I'll talk about that separately later as well. With more meals, if you're eating four, five, six, or more times a day, um, you're going to definitely be able to have more energy through the day to stay active. And you're not stoking a fire in your metabolism or anything like that. But what you are doing is providing your body with the fuel it needs to actually go out and burn calories. If you are eating two times a day or one time a day, and for seven hours of that day, you feel sluggish and you lay down on the couch, you put your feet up, you don't get up from your office chair at work to go get more water or to you know take a little walk or you don't hit the gym at all or even as intensely because you don't have food in your system. If, that, if it's affecting you that way, then your metabolism technically is slowed down. Now, it's not an internal type of metabolism that you know is only manipulated through meal timing or food quantity. What it is, is it's just the portion of your metabolism that's kind of divvied out to the activity you do the non-exercise activity especially, but even the workouts, uh, that's a huge portion of metabolism, if not the biggest, is your actual activity you do through the day. And if eating fewer times is affecting that negatively, or if eating more could improve that, you are likely going to see better results. So that's where a lot of this kind of science and studies and anecdotal evidence came from with eating more times. If you are able to have more energy and feel better, uh, then you are going to burn more calories and you're going to lose more fat. Or if you're trying to build muscle, you're going to perform better because you just are more fueled and you know just less depleted through the day. Now, the other big portion to this though is it's not all about activity. It's not all about metabolism and it's not all about burning calories. There is a portion of, can you actually stick to this diet? You know what I mean? Like I always say, sustainability, man. If you can't hit the diet numbers you're supposed to, or the plan that you're on, or you can't sustain that and adhere to it for longer than, you know, six weeks or four weeks or one week or even eight weeks, if you can't sustain it for longer than that, if it's not a lifestyle you like, then it's not going to work. It's only going to work if you can actually stick to it and do it consistently day in and day out over time because that's what you have to do. A lot of times a mistake with fasting or eating fewer meals in general, like two or one or three even, um, it's that you think you can make up for bad days with those days. And I would say that is a big issue with fasting is that you you kind of are 
a little bit ignorant um, on the days that you're not fasting or the days even leading up to a fast because you feel like the fast is what's going to correct everything else. It's not going to work that way. You're not going to be able to completely undo the progress the rest of the week just by eating fewer times or eating less. You really, really have to be conscious day in and day out every day for a long period of time to see good results because that's what's necessary. It's consistency that matters. It's habit and it's your new lifestyle, right? So you're not just going to get that from not eating for a portion. You need to restructure how you view food and meals and your nutrition. And that's what I see as a big issue with eating fewer times or fasting um, is trying to make up for things and not being able to do that consistently. But it goes the other way too, right? Which is why you can really see this is a very individual type of thing that has to be planned out. It's maybe less sustainable for you to eat more times per day. And I'll tell you why it is for most people because number one, it's a lot of prep work. You have to, if you're eating six times, you have to plan out your three meals. You have to plan out your three snacks. A lot of times, maybe you're on the road, you're in a meeting, you're at work, you're with a client, you're uh, just busy or chasing around a kid. You're at a softball game, right? Tons of examples. I go on and on about times when it might not be super convenient for you to bust out Tupperware or a snack, or maybe you don't even have access to what you had planned and it can throw off your plans very, very significantly. So there's that, the annoyance, the prep work. Do you really want to do that for a long time? Um, then there's also the calorie amount per meal, which is really the pro of fasting. It's the pro of eating fewer meals. It's the biggest one. And that is that really your calories per meal, even though it doesn't matter if you have the same amount of calories per meal or it varies, it's easier math. If you assume you eat the same amount for every meal. So let's do this. If you're eating, let's say your calorie goal is 1800 calories. If you eat six meals a day, you only get 300 calories per meal and snack. Now your snacks could be a hundred calories right? So that's three snacks of hundred calories. That leaves you 1500 calories and you get 500 calorie meals for your three meals. That's still a very small meal. Do you know what 500 calories looks like in spaghetti? It's like nothing. And that's not even covering your protein you need. So you're likely eating very, very small, high protein meals without a lot of leeway for things like treats, restaurants, uh, fatty foods, or anything like that, that you might want to include just because each meal is so small. Um, if you're eating 1800 calories and you eat two times a day, that is 900 calories per meal. If you eat one smaller meal of say 500 calories, that leaves you 1300 calories for your final meal of the day. And that is why fasting and fewer meals can provide people with a lot of sustainability because it gives you the opportunity for big dinners, honestly, for restaurants, for social events, for drinks, for parties, it gives you the opportunity to do those things and still make progress and still work towards your goals. That is why some people like it. Now, the problem is when people, you know, in positions like me, coaching people in nutrition or even, you know, putting out information on a podcast, make you feel like you have to do that make you feel like, because I like to do that, or I'm excited about it, um, make you feel like it's the only way to diet. It's really not. It doesn't matter. 
You just need to hit the right calorie intake, eat the foods that make you feel good, and choose something that A, helps you stick to your diet for a long period of time, and B, helps you perform really well in the gym and in life. So you're burning calories, building muscle through the day. And those are really what matters. I mean, honestly, I'm right in between the two. And my personal experience is I went through the phase when I first got into this whole industry and world, I went through the phase of eating the snacks and eating six times per day. And I did not like it mainly because I was living under my parents' roof, eating three times with their meals. And then also trying to find snacks in their pantry that were, you know, healthy, quote unquote. And it wasn't easy. Um, my, I've told this on the podcast before my kind of aha moment where I wanted to eat fewer times per day was when I was in the middle of church, which was roughly 10 to noon. And my snack was like scheduled for 1030. So I actually went to the bathroom at church and ate a bag of almonds because I needed to get that snack in, keep the metabolism going. I realized that was really stupid at that point, literally while I was doing it. I was like, this is dumb. I'm eating nuts in the bathroom at church. This is, this is so dumb. And from that point, I really started getting into fasting and things like that. And I learned about that, read the science, read the books, spoke to experts about it and gave it a try myself. And honestly saw the best results that I ever did through trying out 24 hour fasts and then kind of implementing shorter fasts later on where I'd only eat lunch and dinner and maybe a snack in between the two. Then there's another side of the story. That is where probably when I did this first podcast episode, maybe a couple years ago about this, that's kind of where the story ended that it changed my life. And I had recommended this to a lot of other people, but there's a third part to that story, which is essentially actual adulthood. Um, you know, that's through college. That's even a little bit of graduate school after college eating that way. But then really it's the second year of graduate school and then my first full-time job. So graduate school working, you know, 20, 30, 40 hours a week in the strength conditioning department at the University of Nebraska. That was a big part of my, you know, day. So there's that. That's the second year of graduate school, first full-time job working for, you know, doing nutrition coaching for a company in Austin, Texas. And these are the two times where it really kind of dawned on me that I even need to be a little more open to changing this again. And it's just adulthood. So in one point, the graduate school thing, training demands, working in strength conditioning, I was probably taking 20,000 steps a day, not even exaggerating, I walk the dogs twice a day, be on my feet all day, training groups of people, you know, running equipment out to the football fields and all that all the time. So tons of activity, just moving, moving, moving. Plus, I would train with the strength coaches doing the same programs the athletes were doing, just so I could get the hang of everything to coach it better. So I was also doing an athlete's training program. Um, and then, you know, I just the weeds, but I was I eventually got into a certain strength coaches squat specialization program that was having me do different squat variation, like five times a week. And that's a lot of training, a lot of moving and a lot of activity. Plus sometimes on my days off, I would go to a gym closer to um, my apartment 
and just do the style of workouts that I like to do, but that the strength conditioning staff didn't like going on in their weight room. So they're a little picky about that. So a lot of activity, training demands, the fasting thing, eating two times a day, it didn't support that. I needed the fuel. I needed breakfast because I had an athlete group at 6 a.m. that I had to be on for, I had to be energized for, and I was just, you know, getting up that early, working with clients too hungry by noon, and I just couldn't do it. It wasn't sustainable. It didn't make me feel high energy. Um, You know, a lot of things come with that, and I had to start eating again then, so more snacks because of all the activity. I was actually eating more like five, six times a day just trying to keep up with all the calories I needed to support that. And then real adulthood, the first full-time salary, you know, job that I would have is in Texas. And really at that point, it's just more of a, of a, um, don't really want to be fasting at work, honestly. And I gave it the period of trying to get used to it. And, you know, if I had took lunch at 1230 PM, I was pretty hungry by then. I didn't perform my best at work without some kind of food. I would train in the morning before work at like 6.30. So I needed some fuel around then and some protein after is helpful. Dinner, I wanted to you know try different restaurants. Austin, Texas is a big, big food scene. So going out to eat a lot and these kind of things. And it just was better for me to eat more times per day. So I kind of came back to the classic three times a day. And that's really what I do. Sometimes I'll add in a snack after dinner. Sometimes I'll add in a snack between lunch and dinner. Um, Those are just in and out as my calories dictate. So if I have some calories for the day, I'll have a snack. If I don't, I'll skip it. It's not a big deal. But three square meals, that's pretty much what I do now. So I'm right in between. And that long-winded story is just an example of why you have to do what you can stick to and perform well on. I had to be open-minded that even though the best results I got were by eating two times a day for body composition, that wasn't going to be sustainable if I was taking 20,000 steps, hitting workouts every day, you know, the same as the athletes were, and also just being having to be active and loud and motivational for my job. Um, couldn't do it. So you have to do what fits your life. Now, I do have opinions on what is best for fat loss, what is best for muscle gain and performance for meal timing. I'm going to review those very quickly. Meal timing for fat loss. Of course, the most important thing is what you can stick to. Now, remember, it is what you can do on average over time that's going to make the difference. So if someone's eating, follow me if you can with this math through audio, 2,000 calories a day, seven days a week is 14,000 calories per week. Now, if you have two days where you only eat a thousand calories, right? So you only have five days left to hit the remaining 12,000 calories because you had two 1,000 calorie days that dropped your weekly calorie intake from 14,000 to 12,000. With only five days left, that gives you 2,400 on the remaining five days. This kind of math is very useful uh, because it can kind of show you if you're struggling every day you might be better off pushing the struggle to one to two days a week and giving yourself more flexibility on the other days. I have really come to think that, especially in fat loss, humans, you know, you have to be strong and disciplined, but there is an aspect that 
we're not really meant to be suffering every single day. And it's a lot easier to prepare yourself and stick to something if you only have to push through the suffering two days a week. I am a big fan of long fast and low calorie days um, for that. Like me specifically, right now I'm eating about 2,400 calories a day in a fat loss diet. It's starting to get difficult. I lost most of the fat I wanted to at 2,600 calories a day. That was pretty easy. Um, three square meals a day, just a small 400 calorie breakfast, and then just big dinner, you know, big lunch and dinner, and I was set. And but to 2,400 calories, it's a little harder. I have a lot less flexibility, especially trying to hit protein and stuff. So I'm starting to consider adding in some lower calorie days. Um, where it's going to make the other days easier. So in an extreme example, let's say I do two 24-hour fasts, and on those fasting days, I only eat 1,100 calories, right? This is more audio math, so you know, just glaze over if this doesn't make sense to you. But 2,400 calories, seven days a week, I'm consuming 16,800 calories for the week. That's 2,400 times seven. And I'm going to subtract out my two fasting days. Let's say I only have 1,100 calories on those two days. So subtract out 2,200. That gives me 14,600 calories for the remaining five days, which is going to let me eat 2,900 calories for five days a week. That's like muscle gain calories for me, or at least right above my maintenance or right around my maintenance. Very, very sustainable. 2,900 calories is going to give me the opportunity to have you know, big 1300 calorie lunches like I like, I can have a bigger breakfast and still have a good lunch and be satisfied five days a week and only have to push through the pain on two days a week. That's a good way for me. And I think a lot of people to structure things now only do that if you can stick to it and if you feel good to it, but that's what I think is the most effective. If you give it a try, you're going to be blown away at how well you perform on those high calorie days, how well you adapt to the fasting days if you try. And then to reiterate, for the one millionth time in this show, only do this if it makes you feel good and you can stick to it. If you need those snacks and constant fuel to feel good and go through your day, then you need to do something like that. I think for muscle gain and performance, you definitely need to do that minimum four times a day eating. I I don't even think three is enough. I think you should include a snack between lunch and dinner. I think you need to be in a fed state more. You need to focus more on meal timing for your pre and post workout. Get some kind of carbs before you work out unless you train super early. And post workout, try to get some protein within a couple hours. It doesn't have to be, you know, right after. You don't have to slam a protein shake, but some kind of protein rich food or meal right around your workout is going to make a big difference over time and it's going to help you recover. So that's what's important for muscle gain and performance. It's simple. You're going to have more calories, so split them up. And as you get more calories for someone who's had to eat 4,000 plus calories a day to hardly even gain half a pound a week in um, a weight gain phase, Trust me, you don't want to be eating two meals a day with that. Over time, that's going to make you feel sluggish. You're not going to feel good for your activity just because you feel so um, kind of bogged down by those big meals and tired. So you're better off spreading it out. Typically, my general advice to people for meal timing is with less calories, you're going to probably want less meals. And with more calories, you're probably going to want more meals unless you can't stick to it. 
for the final time. Do what you can stick to, do what you perform well on in your workouts, and you will see success. It is the average what you consume that matters, and there's a lot of roads to success here. The important thing is to look at what works for you. I do think there are best practices that we can work through together if you want to reach out. And um, we'll work through your preferences and your lifestyle because everyone is different. Nutrition, like I always say, is a one-size-fits-nobody science. And you can't just give blanket statements in this. It's very important to customize things. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Triple F Podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host. Until next time, everyone, this was episode 392 of the show. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.